Hello and welcome to episode number two of Heart and Soul. My name is Elisa. Some of you will refer to me as Mistress Elisa. If you don't know what that means, then take a moment and listen to episode number two. Uh, Number one, where I give my own personal introduction. All right, so who are you? Let's take a look at how I help my clients to get to the heart of who they are. Usually when my clients come to me, they have their resume ready. You know, I am powerful, I made partner, I've been married for 20 years, um, I have six children, da-da-da-da, my house is huge, I've got three huge houses, and that it goes on and on and on. Some of these people are telling the truth, some of them aren't, but at any rate, they have created a world and a space for themselves to reside in that makes them feel like, yeah, this package makes me look good to the world. I'm pleasing the people around me, or at least I'm performing well enough that the people around me, the people who look at me through a microscope, um, they will think highly of me. Check, check, and check. My world looks amazing. But the thing about creating a world that doesn't resonate as true or creating a world that was constructed out of a need to please other people, the problem with doing that is that you lose a bit of yourself. It's as if a a, a part of your core being goes into um, constructing the facade. A part of your being goes into painting that house. A part of your being goes into every part of this image that you have created. And because you've given so many pieces of yourself to these parts of your life for the sake of creating a facade, there is this impending emptiness. There is this growing void. There is this never-ending sense of frustration that is always bubbling right underneath the surface. And sometimes it touches the surface and the person becomes agitated and he wants to do what we call acting out. He wants to act out. He has to get this out of his system. All right, so that is the beginning of an addictive pattern, an addictive behavior. And that is just one example. Let's run with that one, though. That is not going to be every person's story. Okay? So let's get that out of the way. What I just described is not necessarily your story, but there should be enough of it, uh, enough truths in that analogy for you to see something, for you to see yourself, parts of yourself. All right, so let's say that you've got this facade. Now what? Well, these massive facades take a great deal of care. They take energy, they take effort, they take resources, not just financial resources, but emotional and mental and physical How many men are wearing panties or bending over and taking dildos or dressing up like women or meeting with she-males or 
whatever it is that turns you on, how many men are doing that and no one knows about it? Or the only people who know about it are the ones who found you out. And and so there's this world of loneliness. There's this space that the person abides in that is um, about being judged and about doing what they can to save face. The, the environment that I have just described is one of loneliness and frustration. And it can be quite overwhelming. Let's put all the fat in one big box. Let's put a lid on it and let's put it to the side. When you come to me, when a client comes to me for the first time, I ask them a couple of questions. I'm going to walk you through the questions and I'm going to tell you why I ask them. What is your level of education? What I'm looking for is a part of your character. I'm looking to understand what's there. If you tell me that you graduated from high school, that's usually not the end of the answer. I graduated from high school um, and I started working right after, or I didn't graduate from high school. I started working at the age of 15. I work with my hands. I take a great deal of pride in what I do. You know, I'm driven by creating something that... Uh, I know that I did with my hands, that I did with my brain. So when I ask, what is your level of education? I'm getting, I'm opening the door so that the person can tell me about what is inside of him. What is inside of his heart and his soul? And something as simple as, what is your level of education? Does a very nice job of opening that door. Sometimes it's just a crack, though. Sometimes the person feels like I'm asking that question to judge them. So the conversation may go something like this. You know, what is your level of education? Well, I only graduated from high school. And I then explain to them, this is not about judging you. I'm trying to understand what drives you. Why did you leave high school? And so then they start to tell me more about their story. Now, notice what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on truths. This is so important. Not facts, not details. I'm focusing on understanding the truth behind who this person is. And so I'm asking questions that help me to open that door. Now, what field did you study? This is a a really good question for me to ask because... When you tell me what what you studied categorically, then I'm able to understand how your your brain works. If you tell me that you studied accounting, um, if you tell me that you studied uh, music, if you tell me that you studied um, something scientific, neuroscience, or something medical, then I'm going to understand a bit about how your brain works, how you ascertain um, information and, and what you do with it. If you tell me that you studied the arts, then I'm going to understand that you operate more from your heart. I'm going to understand that you are a bit more emotional, Uh, not necessarily more emotional than others, but 
directly emotional, meaning you wear your heart on your sleeve or your heart is just below the surface of your sleeve. If you tell me that you studied psychology or philosophy, then I'm going to know that you are actively thinking, that you are choosing to think, that you like to pull information together and figure out what is going on with that situation or that person. And it's probably something that you enjoy. I'm also going to understand that while I'm talking to you, you're probably also gathering information about me, which I really like. I really like it when the person is active and present. All right. What did you choose? Why did you choose that field of study? I want to know what your motivation is. I want to know what drives you. How did you get there? Did you study that because your parents told you to? Did you study that because you thought that it would make you lots of money? Or did you study that? Whatever it was that you studied, did you choose that path because it was a dream for you? It had been a dream for you ever since you were young. Why did you do what you did? All right, next I ask you, are you still working in that field today? Or do you work in that field today? If you tell me that you'd always wanted to own your own business and you did it, you know, you studied business, you got your MBA, and you went all the way and, you know, you opened your business and now you're successful and blah, 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 then I know that you're the kind of person who sets a goal for yourself and that you are probably going to be meticulous and setting out your steps on that path so that you get to the desired outcome. Now, if you're not still working in the field that you chose, then maybe you're the type of person who's exploring or maybe you're on a path of growth. But you see, these types of questions help me to help you. These types of questions help me to get to the heart of who you are and what makes you tick. I will ask you questions about your family and, you know, your surroundings for the purpose of understanding what your world looks like. But that information is going to be accessible to many. That's going to be something that you talk about when you're having cocktails. But when you are interested in coming out of addiction, when you're interested in breaking an addictive cycle, you have to be willing to um, open yourself on a much deeper level. Otherwise, you're wasting your time and you're wasting the time of your counselor or whoever it is who, has, uh, who is there to assist you. Lastly, I ask you, how content are you in life overall? And this is important because if you have gone through your entire life, you know, focusing on your education and your family, and if you've done all that you quote-unquote should do, or if you've done all that you think that you wanted to do, and you are content, then we need to look at why this addictive behavior is there. What is it that you have not uncovered? 
If you've gone through your entire life and you're not content, if you are with a person that you don't like, you need to ask yourself why you chose to be with that person. Or you need to ask yourself how things fell apart. Look at it objectively and tell me or tell yourself what was it that fell apart? What happened? And then also look at the situation objectively and tell me what your role was in things falling apart. Are you unhappy at work? Are you unhappy professionally? Are you unhappy about your relationship with your children? Look at the situation objectively and tell me what happened. What is your perspective on how things got to this place? And then go a little bit deeper and tell me what is your perspective on your role in this overall situation? And so these five questions that I present to first-time clients, and sometimes these are questions that carry over into the first few or several weeks, these are the questions for me that help to open the door. Of course, there are lots and lots of other follow-up questions as well, but these are the questions that help to open that door so that a true conversation can begin. Why am I doing this episode today? I'm doing this episode because there are lots of people who contact me and who simply should not be contacting me. If you think that this is about fluff, if you think that this is about bullshitting your way through something for the sake of getting your dick off, you know, of getting sexually excited, of coming to me and trying to challenge me to do something, playing some sort of reverse psychology games, whatever it is that you're looking for, if it's not in alignment with the services that I provide, you should not be contacting me. All right? So this episode is to help, well, my clients already know who I am. But this episode is to help potential clients to understand who I am, what I'm all about, and what your first few interactions with me will be like. This is real. Addiction is real. This is not a game. So, when you contact me, if you're simply exploring, tell me that. When you contact me, if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired and embarrassed and of dealing with the remorse of acting out, then tell me that. Tell me where you truly are and I will be on the same page with you and we move forward from there. But if you are of the mindset that you're playing games with yourself, Just realize that that's not going to work with me. These are issues of the heart and soul. Respect yourself. Act with integrity. Speak with integrity. Be a person who says what they mean, who says what they mean, and who means what they say. That is going to be the beginning of you coming out of your addictive pattern. As long as you're bullshitting yourself, you're bullshitting others. So stop the bullshit. If you're ready to get to work, then read on. 
you know, click around on the site, try to understand what's happening here, try to understand yourself better. But do not approach me playing games. That simply will not work. Alright, this has been episode two of Heart and Soul, and the topic has been Who Are You? I'll see you again soon with another episode. You guys take care.